Mr. Gray, we'll see you now. Welcome back to episode two of 50 Weeks of Grey, where I subject myself to 50 consecutive weeks of watching the movie 50 Shades of Grey. As always, I'm Anthony. I'm Milana. And I'm Ross. And we are back with week two. And I want to start by saying that it's not a great sign that I started this movie on week two and just thought, Oh, I've made a huge mistake. Huge. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't take you longer. You're normally so all in on your terrible ideas. I know. I'm a really optimistic person, too. But I think it was just realizing, like, you know when you start any sort of, like, new regimen or exercise where you're like, the first little bit is really hard because you don't see the results and you're... Um, trying to break into the habit knowing that you're you're at the base of the mountain like the the end is nowhere in sight that's how i felt like 30 minutes into this movie just realizing i had another hour and a half to subject myself to of the second out of 50 times i'm gonna watch this and there's no health benefits like with working out so i don't even know what i like what's driving me other than pride yeah, the one benefit is this podcast, which... Uh. You get to hang out with us. Yeah, uh. so really nothing holding me to this yeah. at this point. <laughs> Great. Our listeners, keep listening, though, because uh, we've got lots to talk about. <laughs> his enthusiasm will not increase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm still going to do it. But, but I wasn't alone this week. He was not alone because I watched Fifty Shades of Grey for the first time this week. And it's funny because I had the same thought that you did 30 minutes into the movie, which was, I still have an hour and a half of this to watch. And as I admitted to Anthony earlier, I did fall asleep I can't for the last that. 15 minutes of the movie. Did you rewind? No. I, I assume you <laughs> so woke up. So you don't up. know how it ends. I don't, but I, I am going to watch it a second time. Um, I, just, I just want to say I'm out here. Week after week, and that's where I have to stop because it's only been two weeks, watching this whole movie, I agreed, too, that I was, like, not going to distract myself, minimal phone interactions. I was, I'm, I'm really watching this thing. You just fall asleep on view one and only. I'm only asking you to watch this once. That's some pedestrian-level effort right uh, there, <laughs> Yeah, that's how much effort I put into everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can tell. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. You're on your phone right now. I have <laughs> notes from the okay. movie on my phone. I'm not yeah, do you texting Keep them people. on Instagram. I am not. I'm on, a, I'm on my notes app. Is that Bing search? <laughs> <laughs> no one can am confirm or deny. On Tinder? Um, Bing's like, we got one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. A user. <laughs> yeah. So I watched Fifty Shades of Grey for the first time this week. Almost all of it. <laughs> yeah, it was I'm I'm sorry guys. It was very interesting and I think see hearing you summarize it last week and then watching everything over and catching all the details and hearing the sounds and the way that they look at each other. It's an it experience. Is quite the experience. Did I I want your whole take on this thing, but the thing I'm most interested in is I tried to recount as much of this movie as possible in um, a fairly cohesive way. 
Were there things that stood out to you? Were there things that, that I missed or you wish I warned you about? Warned? No. There were things that stood out to me that weren't brought up Ooh. from uh, a, not a plot perspective, but more of like a film and framing perspective from okay. the beginning. And small details here and there. Obviously, the movie's two hours long. You can't cover everything that <laughs> happened in detail. I Otherwise, tried. we would be here for four hours. Uh, but there are definitely some moments like the dialogue off the top. Also, Jamie Dornan's... Is that how you say his name? Jamie's sure. uh, Christian Grey, who's played by Jamie Dorman. Dornan. Dorman? Both. All of them. All of them. All of the above. His acting, I don't think he blinks... Whoa. In the movie. Or maybe I just, he just stares at her and is very (laughs) robotic almost in his approach. That said something to me about the fact that Anthony Hopkins used that same tactic when he was a cannibal serial killer (laughs) in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Jamie Dornan's like, hmm, good idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Same vibes. (laughs) So Anastasia Steele, we know the beginning. She goes to interview this billionaire Christian Grey for her roommate who's sick and that line off the top where she's like I have a 4.0 and a GPS and I can figure it out she does say it like that but then she also goes up to her sick roommate and kisses her on the on the head or like the forehead which made me go like oh she's sweet but also what also kind of a dick (laughs) yeah I actually said so I, I I watched the second week with my girlfriend, who, by the way, was much too high to watch this. Perfectly I, legal in Canada. Perfectly legal in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> never mind. Um, You're so less, much less cool than you think you are. Oh, I know how not cool I am. None of us are cool. We'll talk about my weed smoking <laughs> eventually, but not today. We were watching it together, and I pointed out, I don't think I would kiss my roommate like it was really it's kind of a sweet romantic thing they're close yeah so it's wait, weird she is she saying this terrible line like she's talking down to her roommate like while she's like deathly ill she says it like most things she says in a slightly self-deprecating way like i have a 4.0 and a gps i'll figure it out and then she walks to her roommate who's sitting on the couch eating super i don't know doing sick people things and she Milana's never over been sick kick, in her life. <laughs> no, I'm sick. She has I perfect genes. <laughs> I do. So uh, Anastasia Steele leans over and kisses her roommate on the head, which I was like, oh, cute. And then it flashes to the, her at the at this building, going to interview Christian Grey. Also, everyone who works for him is like a blonde flight attendant. Yeah, looking yeah. Looking human. Like she walks in and there's like a receptionist and a woman walks by and another woman walks by and they're all in these like three quarter length nice designer dresses oh i will say i i feel like that might be a plot point and who knows there are sequels to this movie maybe it's revealed but he does offer her an internship yes so i wonder if one he just hires women he finds attractive oh god yeah but two any of these other women signed one of those sex contracts we can't Mm, know maybe maybe anastasia has been walking by thursday the whole time right right that's true. Because yeah. their only night tonight, night together is Saturday, right? I think it's they a whole get weekend. The whole... It's Friday oh, okay. to Sunday. Yeah. Oh, man, that's yeah. a prime slot right there. Yeah, but at one point he does say, I'd like to fuck you into the middle of next week. So 
I that th- is a I, hell of a line. It is, and it's I, delivered very coldly. It's like just <laughs> Jamie Dornan not blinking or moving, and he just says it, and you're like, <laughs> I'm now just picturing Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'd ha- like to fuck you in the next week. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, this is the worst movie. I want to I bring up there is a moment, too, where she, photographer boy, whose name is? Jose. Jose. I fa- yeah, sorry. I made hey. it a point to learn more names this time. Yeah, her. I think her roommate's name is Kate. And then there's uh-huh. Jose. And he immediately walks in and says something like, oh, I'm, brings up his photography and says something in Spanish like, mi corazón. And then as she's, in this moment that we're introduced to him, Anastasia is saying bye to him and also kisses him on the cheek. Yes. Yes. So she's a very like kissy person. There's another fun moment there, but there's got to be one episode, by the way, where we just go through the side character plots because there's almost nothing, but there's a lot that we could read into. But in that moment too, there's a really weird thing. She's struggling with her door and he's like, let me and then he just opens the door oh the car door yeah and she's like oh you're my hero but i don't know what he did like he oh didn't... yeah he does he, she does say like you're my hero and hugs him and then kisses him on the cheek but all he did was open the door and maybe she's got she's got an older car so like maybe it's kind of a trash force thing yeah but he doesn't look like and maybe he's just jacked but he doesn't <laughs> do anything he just kind of opens yeah, it gently opens it. yeah anyway mm. he's got this superpower of unlocking doors yeah. with ease it also builds up her character is built in this way where she's like small and weak and self-deprecating and yeah when she goes to interview christian gray there's this there's this shot and it's her looking up at the building and it's framed almost as if you're looking at it from ground level and you see her looking up and she seems so small and this building is giant. Is it dick-shaped? <laughs> Aren't most buildings? Um, That's fair. Yeah, super rectangular. Slightly, it, it's, <laughs> it's not phallic. You know, it's, 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 more li- it's more like this overpowering, right. massive structure and she's now entering it. And Yeah, she goes to interview Christian Grey. I was just going to say, here's what I really like about this dynamic so far. You watched the movie and were like analyzing it like a proper film. (laughs) And you thought what kind of symbolism and metaphors exist. I watched it and was (laughs) just like, here's another weird sex thing that happens. Oh, I did that too. Uh, Although most movies I watch, I'm like, I walk into it knowing that there are people behind the scenes who make very particular like every detail in a film has been particularly decided by someone behind the scenes Mm. those people are called directors yeah directors someone who's in the art department right like there's no um usually things yeah there's no accidents for the most part sometimes there are but other times you're like wait a minute sometimes you leave a coffee cup on the table in winterfell yep it happens it happens yeah uh, actually, speaking of that, I don't know if – do you have more about that meeting? Yeah, I have a okay. few things. All right. And we can fast forward out of no, this no. too if we want. The meeting is really interesting because it's the same – the first time we see Anastasia and Christian Grey meet each other and it's immediately like cringy. Very. Super cringy. That's – so Aren't most I don't meetings even... between strangers – 
That says more about you, Ross, than than anything else. Yeah. That's fine. No. It's, okay. So picture this: she's coming out of the elevator. She's been let in by this blonde flight attendant woman, and she's walking into his office, like amazed by everything. And she immediately falls flat on her face, like just like and like falls flat on her face into his <laughs> office. Like, is she going to fall in love with him? Ooh, we'll see. And he's like, oh, and uh, I think he calls her Kate or something. I don't know. Yeah, but they Ms. have their, their conversation and he she's interviewing him and asks him all these cringy questions. And he's like staring at her. And they, uh, at one point, she, sh- he, she asks him something and he says something like, why don't you ask me something you actually want to know? And he brings up, she bring Anastasia brings up this point. Like, I feel like most people don't know you well, or why is it that I feel like most people don't know you well? And she's staring at him and there's no real reason for her to ask that that way. It's just like a, yeah, yeah. Why do I have this feeling? And then, I don't know. Go to therapy. And then I can't remember, but I think one of his workers, employees comes in like, your conference, your meeting is here, Christian. Basically saying, like, you need to go. So here's your in-flight beverage. Yeah, and he, he's like, cancel <laughs> the meeting. Because he's yeah. so mesmerized by this question she asks him. Yeah, it's not even a good question. Yeah, there's nothing interesting about her. Hang on a sec. Being real. Cancel that meeting. i got to break down this dumb question. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, suddenly mesmerized by her. Yeah. And he asks her something. Wow, my notes are really detailed, y'all. Uh, he asked her something. She's like, I'm just curious. And suddenly there's this close up of her with this black pencil that he gave her in her mouth. And it says gray on it. And she's just like slowly putting this pencil in her mouth. And she's like, I'm curious. And it like is a, cl- and there's this weird phallic thing about it. And it keeps being brought up like this close up of her with like a pencil in her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a theme of just her putting a pencil in her mouth or biting her lip. It's super weird, but I know what you mean. That the worst metaphor that it's awful symbolism. Yeah, it's just awkward. So that happens. I think the next thing we see is like her. She goes home. This is the part that you missed because you talked about no accidents, and I want to talk about more garbage <gasps> symbolism. Is it like her leaving? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, I do have this. Okay, she she leaves the interview. Yeah. And remember that shot of her looking up at the building and she's no, like but so I small. You me about it. Yeah, okay, so I did reference it. Picture this. She's looking at the building. The building is ginormous. She walks into the building. She has the interview. She comes out and we see her walking out and it's pouring rain. And there's all these like pedestrians rushing around her with umbrellas. She doesn't have an umbrella. She's just standing there and she looks up at the sky and cranes her neck as if she's having an orgasm and goes, "Holy cow." And she's just like drenched <laughs> in rain. Jinkies. I, oh, oh, I don't think she so, says holy cow. She does. Because I, I put no. on the closed captioning to ensure. <laughs> I put on, I rewinded and I put on the closed captioning. And she said, holy cow. Because that's what you say when you orgasm. Um, <laughs> I don't know and, about you guys. Uh, I'm more suddenly, of a cowabunga. It's like this, allu- uh, uh, like it's alluding to her being sexually, I don't know. Suddenly, super wet, and then is out in the rain, and oh, it's wow. and like, what was she turned on by this s- Man, interview? Pencil. His pencil. Holy I think his shit. pencils are uh, hot as hell. <laughs> Man, uh, stylographs 
wet dream. <laughs> so you really noticed that on your second viewing? Yeah, I feel like I noticed it the first time, but there was just so much going on that I, I breezed past it. But yeah, the second time, I just remember being like, wow, we're really taking a sploosh moment and adding in some weather to it, hey? Yeah, that pathetic fallacy of her suddenly. Yeah. yeah the her a plus filmmaking so far floodgates <laughs> open what i've heard floodgates open i don't know if that makes any sense what flood uh, floodgates yeah, anyway flood <laughs> i'm so glad you caught that because it, like you said there are no accidents so they very intentionally made that choice i was just thinking as an actor how hard i would be judging that moment so kudos to it, yeah, it is a bit of a stretch. It definitely sets it up. Twice. <laughs> it sets up her uh, like showing us that her character is like so into this man. Like he's just turned something on inside of her, but it doesn't make sense because uh, they just sit heart. in this robotic way and have this weird discussion, and then she comes out of the building being like, "Oh my gosh!" I will say I, she's just a. She romanticizes, and that's the one thing that I, I I guess they've captured. She romanticizes her moments with this guy throughout the whole thing. Like, I, I just stand by all she wants is a stable boyfriend. That's, she just wants a, a really sick relationship. And, <laughs> and she gets a really sick, sick Just like a shakabra. <laughs> yeah. There's also this scene where she's, you see the, the, they show like the hardware store and then we see her working in the hardware store and you're like, oh, she works at the hardware store. Then Christian Grey appears and wants all his things. Yes. His serial also, killer kid. He's, she's, uh, I don't know what the line was, but she's like, he asks, he says he needs rope and she's just like pulling rope down off of its, the spool. The spool. And he's like, wow, I didn't know you could uh, do that. Or like, wow, you have such skills. And she's wow, like, I don't, I don't oh, know how thanks. spools work. He, yeah. She's just like pulling this rope. That's so funny. I wrote that down this time as well because all she's doing is pulling a rope <laughs> straight. And he says something about her being in Girl Scouts or something like that. Oh, yeah. He's like, were you in Girl Scouts? Like, you've really got skills. So she, she does do something that is practical immediately after he says that line where she wraps it between her her palm and elbow to to make like an actual loop right but bef he says the line before that when she's actually just feeding like and it's a thin rope it's not like this like hardcore rope it's just it's like anyway yeah. not hard she's pulling a string maybe he's just easily mesmerized by things that's true maybe he's easily impressed in yeah. general <laughs> like in the morning somebody brings him his coffee he's like wow but you got skills. Holy crap, I didn't know you could do that. You Guys like girls with <laughs> skills. So when he leaves, his driver drives him away, and there's a shot of her He's mesmerized through the window. <laughs> oh, yeah, He's the, just the like, driver. Wow. Ten and two. How do you, how do you operate this thing? And he's thing? not blinking the whole time. He's just staring. <laughs> is, is Christian Grey an alien? He, ooh, that's a theory ooh. we might have to explore in a Or in is a he a vampire? One. He's okay. not human. We can say that was We're definite way. about that, mm -hmm. yeah. He's definitely, there is something off about him. And there's so many times where he says there's something off about him. Like, he's like, you should steer clear of me. This is a quote. He's like, hey, I'm not the guy for you. You should steer clear of me. He says something 
much more quotable in the last 15 minutes of the movie. I wish you heard it. <laughs> what, does, what does he say? Maybe I heard it in my sleep. You, <laughs> no, you would know if you heard the famous, I'm just 50 shades of fucked up. Oh, yeah. No, don't say, oh, yeah, because you haven't heard that. <laughs> I did. You heard. You said it last week. So yeah. there's this shot of her in the hardware store. It's like her looking through the window. We see her from outside, and there's this metal grid. And I'm like, oh, she's a caged bird. She's this caged bird. And right. then she walks into, later on in the movie, she walks into the, quote, bedroom that Christian Grey has set up for her. And the wallpaper is of a caged bird. I was like, Oh, good eye. Really, people? Yeah. Really, people? She, he's, he, she's like Man, his she's killing you pet. on the film analysis section of this podcast. Okay. Oh this, is how, no, this is how I watch most films. It's, it's... Which is great. And full credit to you. But I also want to point out, I've got 48 more chances of this, okay? <laughs> I'm not watching like a hawk right now. No, no. I'm watching to survive. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a little confused like, yes. about where we are. Like, it's definitely in Seattle and Portland. And I think she's in Portland and he's in Seattle. But during oh. the graduation, like, he's speaking at the podium and the That's banner. That's in Maine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the podium, Maine. He's speaking at the podium and it says Vancouver across what? it there's and a it shot in vancouver it is shot in vancouver which is funny what a hilarious so fuck up the what, <laughs> that would be probably the best uh just mistake made they were like uh this is uh the vancouver podium but uh there is a vancouver <laughs> in in the states uh, oh yeah i what? it is it is I you can't, can't take one of our Cities. I know. How dare they? Ones? We took all of ours from the British, and that's how we like it. You can't take them again. That and problematically from the First Nations. Hey, yeah, that's ooh. Uh, yeah, this is where I was like, okay, I can't take too many notes. I should just watch the movie, and we know what happens. Yeah, you know, mm. we she meets him. He's like, you should come to this photo shoot or take photos of me. Suddenly, he's like at her graduation, and her dad's there. And wait, he wants her to take photos of him. Sorry, that in addition is to misleading. not being a journalist, I also <laughs> love you to not no, be a photographer. No, actually, she uh, invites Juan, photographer boy. To uh, well, take we're gonna boy. we're gonna back up and Ray. make sure we get his name right, Jose. Jose. <laughs> uh oh. It's Jose. okay. You said you didn't know it from the start, so I did not. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the 50 Weeks of Grey podcast, where our strength is not knowing names. Our strength <laughs> is just being friends and not knowing each other's names either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the moment where uh, there's just all this ridiculous lead, ridiculousness leads up to him bringing out this contract, which actually makes sense for a moment because he justifies this NDA that he yeah. has in order to like have a relationship with a woman by saying my lawyer insists on it. I'm this billionaire before I get into a, uh, any sort of intimate relationship with someone, especially with the, the tastes that I have, I need to have an NDA. So you're like, Oh, you know what? This is somewhat believable. You're making him sound like a human being. Yeah. I, well, everything leading up to it is just like, okay, so you, you're a billionaire. You just had a talk at her graduation and you're referring to her as your girlfriend in front of her dad. Weird. Anyway, so I wanted to just talk about the moment where he's presenting her with this NDA and she says she's a virgin 
and he like he was like where have you been men must be throwing themselves at you and good thing i'm a billionaire and and she's like (laughs) not the ones that i want yeah yeah oh jose (laughs) i know poor photography boy you know told in told in in this way Jose is super sympathetic, but if you see the cringe moment that he has. It's so cringy. Fair. It's All actually right. so cringy. He's like, I just, I really like you. I just want to do this. And she's like, no, no. And he's like trying to kiss her. Yeah. He's like, please. Oh, God. The begging. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about that moment as well because it is really weird, but I'm afraid I've been distracted by Jose and I need to point something out that I realized in this or in this viewing. And that's that the order of events for Jose's arc is Jose is introduced via being a hero and opening her car door. Mm. Jose is uh, remet at the bar where they get drunk together. Jose is villainized because obviously he tries to force a kiss onto her and she's not about it and Christian comes and pushes him away and then he leaves all sad and that is where I thought the journey for Jose ended in the movie I thought that was it but it's not there's there's at least one more sighting of Jose after that moment and it's when Jose helps her fucking move because she moves in the movie and I just think that is Incredible. Oh. Wait, does she move into Christian Gray's place? She doesn't. Okay. Only on weekends. I was going to be like, that would be the ultimate comeuppance yeah. for not respecting <laughs> her. No. Like, well, now you get to move me into my boyfriend's yeah. place. Like, oh. He has a spare bedroom for her that she can, that is right. hers Friday to Sunday. That's where my confusion, that and the fact that I haven't watched the film is where my confusion is coming from. Makes yeah. sense. No, he helps, the, her and Kate, her roommate, move to a new place in Seattle, I think think i don't remember they do some stuff but i'm pretty sure it's in seattle and i just noticed that jose is helping them move (laughs) i was like "Eh, i guess he's cool with it i guess she's cool with it like they're all fine jose like left her phone messages too after their their weird drunk night i don't know but uh i don't know it's a pretty incredible another detail we skipped over and i think is funny is that christian gray has a brother Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. this blonde what? dude. Yeah, He's kind of it. got a flow. And the way he talks is so polar opposite to Christian Grey. Christian Grey is very, just stares at you, is very direct and cold. And his brother's like, hey, dudes, what does he say to... Ki-? So, okay, the whole thing is that night where photographer boy got drunk and tried to kiss Anastasia Steele, the three of them, so Kate... Jose, Anastasia were drinking at a bar and Christian Grey showed up with his brother and sent his brother into the bar to like wingman Kate and Kate and Christian Grey's brother are now a thing. Oh, yes. And they slept together that night. Are they sympathetic characters? They're fine. The brother is definitely warmer. That's about all I can expect from these people. Yeah. Yeah, His brother's got like Cali surfer dude vibes. Very. Also adopted. Uh, I don't. Uh, we don't know. know. Yeah, Th- these are the details that the film doesn't provide, but they're <laughs> all I care about. I'll, I'll keep an ear out next time because he's got he's got a brother and a sister that you meet. You meet the sister. He's got a sister too. Yeah, yeah. What? He's got a dad too. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> he, wait, he has a family. It's, well, it's a whole family. It's the classic nuclear family. <laughs> a fun fact about Elliot, the brother. Elliot is the first.
first butt you see in this movie. Oh, yeah. You see his butt. So that's all I got. And that's <laughs> it for this segment of good butt? fun facts. Oh, yeah. Good. Fun facts. We should do a quick fun facts. Out yeah, that was quick. Out of 10, how was the butt? You only see it from the side. It's fairly pale. Uh, it's out of 10, 10 being highest. Yeah, how every out of 10 <laughs> list works. <laughs> I don't know. One is in like number one butt in the world, and right. 10 is in being like it's ranked in the 10 butt. Out of 10 <laughs> butt in the world. We assume. What are you talking about? We assume Five because they're in the Hollywood. Best because it's exactly in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing his butt. Yeah, his butt is there. But I remember thinking, yeah. like, this guy is really cute. He's much cuter than Christian Grey. Totally. He's he not even, a billionaire. He even says something like, what are you doing with my brother, Mr. Cold? Like, yeah. he, like it's like this known thing that Christian Grey is a robot. Ice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't get me on oh, Arnold. <laughs> yeah. What was the thing we wanted to... Did you notice the way Christian consistently takes off his shirt if there is anything that points to him not being human it is this you didn't notice distracted he, by the abs i might have been <laughs> yeah so was there i was in the first hot run moments in that movie he's a pretty boy but he I, I need to try and explain this well he takes one hand each time he does this one-handed he grabs his shirt from the collar, like the like back the where the tag is. And then he pulls it over his head like he's jerseying himself. For those of you who, <laughs> maybe this is a Canadian thing, but... but to, done a lot in hockey. Yeah, yeah, where you pull your opponent's jersey over their head to blind them. But it's and, often done by, like, the hem, like the bottom of the shirt. So right. So it's even tougher to get out of. Right, right. <laughs> so what? It's funny because I think if you, his arms out. if you pause it in the right moment, he, he goes loose on one of those arms, and he just, like, pulls it <laughs> oh, off. he takes the arm <laughs> off. <laughs> Is that a movie thing? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen this. I don't think I've ever. I thought everyone did, if you were trying to be sexy, the, like, cross hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sexy one. If it's sexy unsexy, one. you just do it sleeve by sleeve. You pull one <laughs> You're sleeve. You're crying slightly. And you just tug <laughs> your arm into the body part, and then you pull the other sleeve. I honestly thought there were only two sexy approaches. One was the cross arms classic takeoff, of course. and the other one was to rip your shirt in half. I would have assumed Christian Grey owned a lot of tearaway clothes just to make it easier to look attractive for the camera. <laughs> that actually would have helped this movie quite a bit. But no, he he takes his hand. It's so weird. Like, if you pause it at the right moment, he would look like like Beavis and Butthead just because he has to have, like, his <laughs> I know this shirt. because my very high girlfriend told us to do it. <laughs> no, yeah. we'll have to talk about her high reactions another time because there were plenty. But I encourage you. Try taking off your shirt that way. See if it's sexy or weird. Yeah. I want to say one final thing. I really enjoyed the toast biting moment. Whoa. Wow. Despite the crumbs? Despite the crumbs. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is a good move. It's a great move. It was hot. Really? Yeah. Not like That's it wild. was the whole like setup, like him taking the shirt off, like an alien, bringing breakfast in bed. Would it work with other breakfast Crawling items? Crawling like a hard boiled like, like, egg? <laughs> no, I was gonna say scrambled eggs, but hard boiled is even funnier. Oh, that'd be so slurpy. Hard boiled egg, you still got the chomp, but if you like slurped my scrambled eggs off my plate, you would have to be extremely hot. 
for me to forgive you for doing that. I'm going to need to go through more brex- breakfast options. <laughs> Breakfast uh, wedge. So, fellas, if you want to do a toast bite, it might just work. Time out. We're not done. All right. Rapid fire, sexy or no for toast bite replaceables. Uh, grapefruit wedge. Sexy. Bacon. I don't eat bacon. Uh, no. Not Captain sexy. Crunch. Pardon? Captain Crunch. Like, it, like, it takes a spoonful of the cereal and puts it in his mouth or just, like, dives into the bowl head you first? Answer. You <laughs> answer. I think diving into the bowl head first would kind of turn me on. <laughs> I'd be like, you are not, you have no limits. Like, you are not afraid to get messy. You're just, just going for it. All right. Um, cup, of, cup of coffee. Like, slurps the coffee on no, the other side? No, bites the mug. <laughs> <laughs> I would run for my life. I would put down the mug and put my clothes on and run. We have to do one for Ross. Ross? Brec- do, do one what? Ross do one is as in like, Ross, you were the one answering if these breakfast item bites are sexy or not. Oh, okay. Okay, muffin. If you're eating a muffin and she bites. Wait, do these happen in bed? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> be honest. Be a lot of notes. All right. Uh, muffin. Uh, crumbs. No way. Banana. Uh, banana. Mm, yes. Ugh, of course. Oh, wow. Wow. You, you went way too easy. What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what other breakfast items are there? French toast. That's basically just toast. No, 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 it's not because it's covered in syrup. Even worse than. <laughs> so, no. yeah, see, not just toast. Get that out of my bed. <laughs> um, eggs, sunny side up. Mm. How runny is the yolk? How runny do you like the yolk? Yeah, medium. Medium, then. Oh, God. <laughs> is there a plate involved? Or yeah. am I just holding What if she <laughs> slurped the yolk? Right out of your hand. You're holding it in your hand, and she just comes up and gently slurps. Confusingly attractive. Yeah. She gets the whole egg, by the way. That is really... One slurp. Yeah, I didn't even realize how sexy sounding that was, slurping the yolk. Anyway. As uh, a phrase. We don't know what the definition of slurping the yolk is. We only know that it's hot. What if you had a granola bar, and she gently unpeeled the wrapper for you while staring at you in the eyes, and then chomped it? If I'm... <laughs> I'd feel let down that I couldn't have any granola bar. Like I'm also like, it. if I'm having a granola bar in the morning, it means that I'm in a rush. There's no time for anything to go on. Okay, wait. I want to throw one more back to you, and then I think I'm done, Milena. Uh, yogurt. I'm Cla- eating yogurt. Classic. You're eating yogurt. Out of a bowl or like a little a cup? Little cup. Uh, how do you Sorry, normally really eat to visualize let's, this. let's do a bowl it can be with fruit or granola it can be a little bit of both uh, okay. you've got a spoonful mm-hmm. he comes takes a bite sexy not sexy is he just like eating it normally or does he like we have to assume the spoon i see his teeth and he like no, drags it back with i feel teeth. like we have oh. to assume that all of these like the person doing the eating is attempting to make it attractive he's not just like hey grabs a spoonful and goes about his day mm. Um, I'd find it strange because yogurt and having a spoon of food reminds me of like spoon feeding a baby. And so if this guy just like crawled up and like took the food out of the spoon. But you were into grapefruit wedge, which involves a weird serrated spoon. Uh, no, I, I cut up my grapefruit in wedges and then just eat it. Oh, and eat it like out of the mouth. So if he like shoved it in his mouth, I'd be like, oh, okay. What if he did the weird smile? Like with the grapefruit. I think that'd be cute because I like goofy guys. Goofy Fair. works. Goofy works. Okay, Fair. so yogurt not so sexy. Gogurt. It's in one of those tubes. 
<laughs> and it's got a radical like advertising campaign. Me mama. Yes, yo, it's a yo plate too. <laughs> and when he's done, he's got a tube voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I myself. Another question: Did he ha- like similar to in the scene? He hands her toast and then eats it. Yes. Is he handing me a yo plate? Am I at his house and he decided to hand me a yo plate? <laughs> And then crawls across the bed and sucks my yo play. Is that what's happening here? Because all of this, I would be like, hell yeah, you are the one. I'm I, done. Gray Enterprises or whatever the hell they're called have a sponsorship deal with yo play. So his house is full of them. You are welcome, yo play, for the, uh, the incredible commercial offer. This episode sponsored by Yoplay. Deceptively yogurt. <laughs> Deceptively sexy. <laughs> I think that is as good a moment as any to wrap on, as always. That was a good climax. Nice. Excellent. I don't think we can end on anything better than that was a good climax. (laughs) I'm glad we got there. The rest of it was very like, and this moment of the film. Yeah. You'll play. It's been sexy to know you. It's been sexy to know you. See you next week. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any questions, suggestions for segments, opinions, or want to be a guest on the show, you can reach out to us at 50weekspodcast at gmail.com. That's 50weekspodcast at gmail.com. Photography provided by John Jakes. Original music provided by Ceylon. Recorded and edited by Ross. Mr. Gray, we'll see you now.